GameZillaMedia.com. Video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market. The voice of the gaming generation. The competition in this industry is so fierce, but we did manage to get a glimpse into the future. Real gaming opinions. The obvious question is, of course, how long will this smashing success last for video games? Ow! The last line of the best in major gaming news. The GameZilla Podcast. <laughs> I was assaulted! <laughs> He poked me. <laughs> Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last slide of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the GameZilla Media Studios, my co-host, Butterboy. My my ribs are as tender as a room temperature get, butter. That's what you get for mocking me, man. I was trying to dance with you. I was vibing. That wasn't, Where my, I, that wasn't a dance. I didn't invite you to dance with me. That was my entrance, and you just copied me. Like in a in a wrestling match right now, I'd be I'd be offended and I'd have to like, you know, claim claim victory on you for. I, I'm confused. Insulting me. I thought this was a tag team which frequently have coordinated entrances. Oh, I thought we were doing like a young bucks thing, and oh. then I didn't realize we were opponents here today, and it we wasn't going down like we that. We didn't discuss this. I didn't realize that you and I were gonna team up against the the weebs over here and you know and fight them. I just didn't realize this was a. This is a conflict. Wait a minute. Why are you taking it up against us? Player One Mickey, everybody, over there doing the video production on Mixer.com slash GameZilla Media. What's up, Weeby? One day we will unite. <laughs> and we'll become stronger. Because we have our mechs. We have our weapons. And, your and we have our wife. Games. And we have our waifus. <laughs> the weebs will take over. Man, I'm real worried about a... a a group of people that's fueled by their passion for a silk screen pillow. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! Uh, but this is a podcast about video games, and uh, we have some cool stuff we're going to cover here this week on the Gamezilla Podcast. Grim, give the people a little bit of teaser before I uh, thank thank the people that make this show possible. We got some big news from Riot Games. Mm. We're going to be talking about the coronavirus and how it's affecting the industry. We also have a new best the best ever return policy when it comes to digital goods all this and some more on episode 302 of the games little podcast you got that right all right now listen there is one specific group of people that make the games of the podcast available and possible every single week and it is our supporters on patreon patreon patreon.com slash games of the media shout out to jeff r our latest patron joining hey. us this week. Jeff, thank you so much for your patronage. And uh, I want you to head over to patreon.com slash media and start your patronage today. It starts as low as just $1 per month, and that gets you access to this month's episode of State of the Zilla. We just had a new episode drop earlier today. And State of the Zilla is a collaborative effort across uh, all the shows and content creators here at GameZilla Media where uh, we get together and we talk about a subject that is not normal covered in our regular GameZilla episodes uh, or, you know, Legend of Retro, Last Extra Podcast, all the different shows we do here. We just pick a topic that's not covered in one of our shows. So uh, that's totally worth a dollar a month. But guess what? Five dollars a month. That is your exclusive access tier. And that's where you are able to get at least one show per month as a bonus available from every show on the GameZilla Media Network, uh, including must or, must or Bust from us at the GameZilla Podcast. The March is a stacked month for gaming. We had a great time talking about the all the cool games coming out this month. Uh, and, uh, you know, also 
games of the pre-shows when we record them we throw them up there uh, for you to uh, get that little extra news and uh, extra fun that we have uh, while we prep our shows out but again, that can all be yours, just $5 a month, patreon.com slash games of the media, and a special offer. I'm throwing out a special offer that Grim doesn't know about, Miggy doesn't know about, no one at GameZilla knows about. By no one at No one at GameZilla knows about, all right? HR has not approved this. If you... We're getting, we're getting sued. If you join Patreon at $25 a month, and you maintain that level for four months straight, I will ship you Butterboy... Bathwater. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when at, someone does in, this? In the constituent, you, you, the lower forty-eight here. What, what happens when someone does this? I now? find a way to if if they twenty-five dollar, twenty-five dollar patronage four months in a row. I'll find a way I to mail you. Sweeten, <laughs> I will sweeten the pot. We will get a photo shoot going. No, I didn't agree to a photo yeah, shoot. Yeah, you're just getting, you're got, getting Butterboy bathwater. Right, but the bathwater comes in a jar, right? Uh, some sort of vial or something. I'll yeah. figure it out. I think that I think it needs to be a jar, and that jar needs to have some Butterboy graphic graphic work, yeah, which means okay. you need to be in it. So we fill your tub. <laughs> we fill your tub with butter, and then we put you in it. <laughs> oh no! Oh, nope, not agreeing to that. Oh, not agreeing to that. Come on. We nope. can't do that because when somebody actually uses the butter on their toast, we're gonna be in. Oh. Yeah, that's how. No, no, I'm talking like we take the butter, we melt it <laughs> I know. down. Listen, I know. <laughs> listen, Grim, I, 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 I don't want to drop this breaking news on you, but this isn't the first time I've sold bottled uh, bath water. <laughs> I and, thought you were going to say bodily fluids. No, no, bottled like, bath water. Uh, and I know there's a lot of rumors going out there about how the coronavirus started. My bathwater. Oh, so I'm sorry. Get out of here. I'm sorry for bringing that evil in the world. Get but out of consider here. it. Consider it. If I see that $25 patronage <sighs> drop and it hits for four months in a row, I'm going to start battling bottling bathwater. Don't we have? I think we have somebody at $25 already, and they've been that way for a year. Well, they got to tell me they want the bathwater. Okay. I'm not. I'm not I believe just, they're in this. They I might be the in the water. chat right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do it. <laughs> Butterboy bathwater. All right. Oh boy. Ooh, well, it's going to be a doozy of a show, so let's get right into the news. Uh, Sajin said something on Mixer.com slash Games of Media about he wants his embers back. I don't, I don't know what that was, but uh, yeah, I think I think you offended him. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all knew that day would come. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching GameZillaMedia.com. Downloading headlines. What about this monster story of yours? Download complete. Topic number one, Riot Games has finally given us a real name for their Project One that we kind of got a little bit of a tease on last year, and uh, Valorant is is their new first-person shooter. And um, we got to see some gameplay today. We got to understand a little bit about the game from a beta standpoint. So, alpha, isn't it? Or alpha standpoint. I think it's still alpha. alpha. They made it really clear Very, this is closed yeah. alpha footage. And you can tell, like, there's going to be some, definitely some, like, cleaning up of this game. But overall, it is CSGO meets Overwatch when it comes to what this game is. It is a, it, it is a just crazy shooter with abilities and so the ma- the way they make this sound though is that the that the game is primarily a shooter like that is and it's a team game you're gonna have to work together you know and, and to, to take out your other squad 5v5 but the abilities are something that charge up over rounds and you have to actually you know in-game currency in-game like uh um funding you have to like 
purchase different abilities in each round and then and then if you die you can actually lose these abilities so there's 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 cost factors to it there's there's an interesting um internal um you know um what, what's the word i'm looking for i can't i can't even think right now anyways there's there's all these cool features in here but things from like planting the bomb right attack defend you're you're attacking they're all sitting around uh bomb bomb plant a you can then use your ability that may be charged up that you that you spent so much money and so much in-game in currency on that you can teleport to and across the map to uh spot b right and so it's things like that that we we got got to watch some video play of uh, PC Gamer was there and they got to get some hands on with it and it was cool. Riot brought in some of their shoutcasters from League of Legends to actually shoutcast these people playing the game. And so when this guy made that move, that teleportation move, people freaked out because they were like, "Oh my god, that was such a brilliant move!" Except he was the last one up on this team, and so he plants the bomb and he thinks he's you know they're like they're like it's unbeatable it's unbeatable and then he botches his next three abilities in a row and ends up dying and they end up defusing his bomb and they're like yeah they uh they didn't give me enough credit of how i could botch this game when they said it was un i was unbeatable yeah. at that point that's that's like if i'm the last man standing and everyone's all hyping up i'm like oh you'll yeah. i find unique ways to lose don't you guys worry but taking that cartoon style of feel of overwatch and then giving it uh cs Go like aggressive, just twitch shooting. Um, you know, couple pull, couple bullets drop you, so you need to be, you need to be ready, you need to be careful. You're not, you're not gonna run and gun with with this type of game. It's very, it's very. Uh, the guns have a ton of recoil. It's very CS:GO style. And then mix in the abilities where it's like uh, being able to throw a poison wall and just be able to start to control, you know, map control and things like that. Or having the ability of, of wind where you can throw out these weird orbs that just turn into kind of like cyclones and stuff like that. We saw a lot of cool uh, examples of different abilities that really... Were, were pretty wild and kind of remind you of like clearly come from their League of Legends world, right? Like you look at this, you go very League of Legends style. Some people would call it um, they were using Overwatch concept. Yes. But the fact that these are these are the League of Legends developers, you could sit back and say, oh, this is kind of cool when you think about um, what they do in the League of Legends world as well. So, yeah, I don't know. This game actually really excites me. I'm actually really excited for this. Not, not that I was ever good at CSGO. I barely played it. And I did enjoy a lot of Overwatch. So, you know, there's that. I think what excites me about this is that I like Riot Games, and they have such a good record of creating a game that evolves over time and that the meta constantly changes. They're, they're, they're good at adjusting a game and keeping it, or get, keeping it alive and keeping it changing so that it doesn't get stale which I think is what happened to us with Overwatch, is that it kind of got to that point where I'm like, eh, I think I'm done with this. And so League of Legends is that opposite of that, where it's like, it's the same game that I've played for years, yet I still have a drive to play it. Can they do that with an FPS now? And I and from this little snippet that we had, I'm excited that enough that I want to try it, even though this isn't necessarily like a type of game that I'm good at. So it's tough for me because the game doesn't look fun. It just, it just looks like something that I would have a bad time playing. I know that there's people that love the short time to kill CSGO Twitch reaction. I don't find that type of shooter fun at all. 
but I'm conflicted because I love Overwatch. I honestly got some enjoyment out of Battleborn. The power-based, team-based, cartoon-style shooter is something that appeals to me. Um, And I think really it is the Twitch reaction, time to kill aspect of this game that makes me go, I'm not going to play this. This isn't for me. If the time to kill was a little bit longer, I like the fact that it is more realistic gunplay in a Overwatch-like setting. That actually is appealing and and seems really cool. It is more COD-esque in that way, but I I really don't know. Um, I, I just like, I would get too, I'm, I'm not good at this kind of game. And I just know that because of that, I can't see myself ever playing it, but I think it's cool that riots branching out and they're bringing something completely different. This isn't them trying to just hang their hat on, uh, leeching off league of legends. This is coming out with something that's new and it's ambitious. And yeah. I think it's also an area that there is room for them to move into because there, I can't think of a game that is a Twitch based shooter that has some of the appeal that like more of a cartoon shooter or a team based shooter. I mean, this is that competition that they're moving into with the CSGO, which has, has a pro scene, but it's not as healthy as it once was Uh, rainbow six who they've done a good job at rebuilding their pro scene, but you know, they've struggled, you know, you have these tactical shooters that, that are out there, but not like this and not with this like ability function you know like having realism to a point but also creating some sort of a fantasy level where someone like you that maybe yeah you're not going to sit there turn you know turn a corner and and take a pistol and and put a bullet in someone's head you know but maybe if you find a champion that you like you're going to be able to then use those abilities and manipulate the game in a way where it's like you can gain yourself an advantage and you can do something you know in this game that you enjoy this is a game where I could see me trying to play like a support role because I know I'm never going to be DPS capable. Or if they, that is why even in Overwatch, I tank. Like I, I play Roadhog or I play a healer, you know? So I tank or I support. Um, so, yeah, I could see something like that happening, but I don't know. I, I guess I'm not super optimistic that this is something that's going to grab me. Um, but I think, like you said, there, there's room, you know, CSGO and, and Rainbow Six um, trying to Gain, you know, regain their fan base. What this has the opportunity to do, uh, and you, you sort of were touching on this earlier, is because it it does implement the fantasy element. It means it's it's not really in the box like Rainbow Six or CS:GO is more. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's a certain amount of reality that you have to play within. Yeah. And we even saw with Call of Duty when they went too far outside of the reality when you know it was advanced warfare with all all over that crap in space. Like people were upset by it. But by this game already being set up with the premise that there is a fantasy element, a magic element, uh, you know, the the riot touch to it that could allow it to not be boxed in and continue to grow and continue to build a fan base. It also gives the ability, I think people don't realize is that the reason I think with abilities like this, it allows you to evolve the meta easier than say a CSGO where it's like this gun does this much damage, this knife does this much damage, this map is laid out this way. There isn't that level of like, okay, we're going to change the poison, you know, damage on the wall by 0.03 this month, you know, this meta. And because of it, all of a sudden this character isn't relevant anymore. Like there's adjustments that they can make to these abilities that actually change the game. And that's what they do with league all the time. And so, my um, my thing here is that my final my final statement on this and what, what once was called Project A and is now called um, what is it uh, Val Valorant Valorant um, 
is League of Legends is the most successful esports in the world. Period. No, no doubt. No, no one's and even close. They've done it for ten years, and now you're going to have Riot Games bring on an FPS. What can Riot Games and Tencent, which is your parent company of Riot Games, what are they going to be able to do with this game? Okay, CS:GO has built a scene. Uh, Rainbow Six has built a scene. Now you're going to have Riot walk in. It's like it's you know it, we joke about it sometimes, but it's like having like the big boy, having the Walmart show up and say we're going to try doing this what the little guy does, and we're just going to you know and we're going to go out there and we're going to crush it. And Riot, like this is that group that could as long as the game is you know enjoyable, and and I I, I don't question the mechanics. I don't question the balancing game. You know, and the other big thing they made a huge point of is that the coding in this game is going is revolutionary compared to any other shooter that's ever been out there. Like they've spent years perfecting the coding in this game on top of the built-in anti-cheating that they're going to come out game one with. So they thought about this stuff because they have the pedigree of esports in their blood. They know what it's going to take to put this on the main stage and make it possibly as big as League of Legends and have it have a lifespan similar to League of Legends in a different, you know, genre of game. But the concept of their, you know, their their history of coding and being able to create a a game that they guarantee are like, okay, what's going to make people buy into this on an esport professional competitive level? Uh, we guarantee that on a two-decade-old computer, this thing is still going to run 30 frames per second. We guarantee on a current rig, you're going to get 60 to 144 frames per second, and we guarantee that we're going to that our our server environment across the world is going to offer you 35 millisecond ping no matter where you're at. You know, and obviously if you're in a major city that like people that move to uh, Chicago or whatever to try to get better for League of Legends or, or whatever, like you're going to be able to do that with this game too. So you want that seven, seven millisecond ping. Um, but still, like all of that stuff, they, they came out today and were like, this is what's going to make this game special. And that's something we haven't seen from a competitive game. Like all of a sudden, we you know, a competitive a game goes out there, they got a competitive scene, and then it's just rampant cheating. And you're like, oh. Um, hi, we're the developer. We don't we don't know what we're gonna do yet, but we're working on it. Instead, Riot's like, hey, you know what? We we already know that this is a problem always. So here we already have a plan. We already have something that's gonna come out. And then when somebody breaks that, we're gonna already be working on that next layer. That's why Riot does is is successful right there. Yeah, there's already a lot of there already has to be a lot of hope uh, in this game. Again, if you're watching on Mixer, the footage you've just seen is alpha footage, and um. <laughs> Riot's legit. Like, again, we anyone who listens to the show knows I don't care about League of Legends. I don't find it in any way fun or really barely interesting. The one thing I do kind of like is I like the way they run the pro scene. I like I have no issues with them as a, a company, the way they handle themselves and the way they do business. Uh, and there's like you said, it's undeniable biggest esport in the world. And they're legit. So if they're if they're coming out with with this shooter, y- you have to know that. There, ha- there, there's expectation of quality. It, it may not be uh, a co- game changing, you know, piece of software that is going to completely revoli- revolutionize the world of gaming. But the foundation of which this is going to be built from a playability, from a distribution, and from trying to build to an esport is going to be the best in the business. Yeah, and I have a few corrections. I said two decade old i meant a, a, a decade a decade old computer will still run this at 30 frames per second on minimum spec for sure so 
And then um, the coding I was talking about is their net code. Their net code that Riot has obsessed with over throughout the years to create, to, to be able to make League do what it's done. And, and they're evolving it even beyond what they've had for this next generation of games because we've already talked about this, but Riot Forge is their next... This this is their next... This is Riot's evolution. They are, they've only ever released League of Legends. And now we have, like, some betas of, like, a card game and stuff like that. But really, it was League of Legends was their game for 10 years. And now they're like, okay, we're making a shooter. We're making, an, you know, an RPG. We're making these adventure stories. Some of it inv is inside of the League of Legends world. Some of it's not, right? And this is one of those pieces that's not that looks promising. And you have to look at the success they've had and believe that they can do this. No doubt. I'm holding out for the uh, mobile game since uh, Tencent is behind it and it's developed to run on a potato. So just give it time. Tencent yeah. is around it, but how long did it take League of Legends to come to mobile? Okay. Tencent doesn't, I don't think has a whole lot of say when it comes to Riot Games. Otherwise, I think you would have had League on, on the on the phone a lot sooner than this because we still don't have it. I think development <laughs> is the issue, but, but you're, right, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so anyways, uh, topic number two, right? We're moving on? Moving on. Okay, so um, the coronavirus has uh, really started to, you know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. or was it, was, it, it was last, last week. week. This was a big, big subject we discussed yeah. last week. Because we're talking uh, about PAX, PAX East. East. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about PAX East and how some companies pulled out and how, you know, there was Namely, Sony was the first one. That was the one we really hit on last yeah, week. That was the big, that was the big boy. And, for and sure. then other, other companies came out afterwards because yeah. it Square was- Square Enix, yeah. uh, Kojima Productions, uh, PUBG, and what's the one I'm for? I'm another decent sized one that, that came out and said, yep, we're not going. Uh, and we had a good discussion in the Mixer channel where people just were either agreeing or disagreeing. They thought people were overreacting, stuff like that. Well, now we're having some outbreaks in you know multiple other countries. Uh, we have had some confirmed deaths here in the states, and you know this this virus is spreading, and it is it is starting to be a concern. And because of it, um, we are seeing. Uh, conventions, companies, everybody's starting to take measures on how they can protect their employees and make sure that we're not, um, you know, spreading this this virus uh, unnecessarily. So, wash your hands. Yeah, wash your damn hands. Uh, so, with that being said, the uh, game development convention GDC postponed to later this year over the coronavirus concerns. Uh, this is San Francisco's biggest gaming event. Uh, that normally takes place during March 16th through the 20th in San Francisco, and it uh, since 1988, and it will uh, be postponed to later this year. This is uh, the quote after cl uh, close consultation with our partners in the game development industry and the community around the world. We've made the dif difficult decision to postpone the Game Developers Conference this March. Um, having spent the past year preparing for the show with our advisory board, speakers, exhibitors, event partners, we gen genuinely uh, are upset and disappointed not to be able to host you all at this time. But, um, obviously this is a, this is a big deal as far as what is happening right now. This comes, um, the reason why this gets brought up is because we saw this kind of writing on the wall is that we already saw Microsoft, uh, Sony, other big companies say we will not be at GDC. So I don't think they had a whole lot of 
choice here to say, oh, we're still going to have a show when you, when your major players uh, are backing out. Yeah. You know, I think PAX East was on the verge of questioning if they need... The problem was is that the back out on PAX East happened so close to the event. I'm not sure... I, they kind of figured we're just going to go with it. And it worked out. It seemed like PAX East from the people that I know that went... Um, you know, they still had a good time. It was still, it was still good. So, and GDC isn't as much of a public event True. as PAX. It's more of an industry thing. So, it's definitely easier when it's an industry event to say, "Listen, we're going to postpone this. We're hoping to have it later in the year, or something." Like it's an industry thing. Like it's, a, it's a work trip for most people. Yeah. So, it, it's definitely different. It, it's probably a little bit easier uh, to call that off. And again, things have changed a little bit in the week. You know, like. This is a, a a growing concern, and, uh, and we're going to talk some more about other other yeah. issues around this. Uh, also, they 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 plan to um, try to hold the event later this summer. Okay, uh, cool. depending on how things go. So, um, yeah, but they do also intend to refund attendees for the cost of tickets if you've already bought tickets, and it currently is unclear if you want to maintain your tickets and just transfer them to the later date. That has not been uh, explained by GDC yet, but um, you know it. Uh, it will be interesting that they want to do it later summer when you already have a PAX summer game events, including E3, Gamescom, and PAX Prime, which is called PAX West now. Uh, all three of those may also be uh, uh, impacted, in theory, depending on how this coronavirus thing plays out. But you now are taking your event and pushing it into that realm, that window, which is already, I mean, those are some big names right there. Yeah. Uh, big events right there. So. <clears throat> Oh, I was uh, Facebook was the other company. That's right. Who? But in the weeks leading up to GDC, companies like Sony, Facebook, Electronic Arts, Kojima Productions, Unity, Amazon, Epic, Microsoft, all withdrew their attendance. Yeah, um, GDC. I'm glad you made the con- I'm glad you made this an- this announcement, but I don't think you had m- much of a choice. <clears throat> Why is this room empty? But like, <laughs> it's, it's like it's like it's like you come home and uh, you know, and walking home, my wife's like, uh, you know. Yeah, we're not we're not having anything for dinner tonight. I'm like, oh, why is that? And I open the fridge and there's like a jar of olives and some mustard. And I go, oh, that's why we're not having dinner tonight. We don't have any food. You're yeah. not having a convention if no one's showing up. Yeah, I saw on Mixer.com there um, that Ghostwalker also made the uh, made the comment that the Geneva Auto Show is uh, been canceled completely, along with we talked about the popular uh, mobile mobile phone convention in mm-hmm. Japan, I think is yeah. where it was, that they fully canceled. I mean, we're seeing a lot of effects around the world, and that leads into uh, the Chinese League of Legends uh, professional league will play its games online due to these uh, coronavirus concerns. So for those of you that aren't familiar with the League of Legends, um, how it works is they actually run a patch back. So if we're running patch 9, they're running 8.9. And so they run on a closed circuit at the event that has a constant ping that's perfected. It's, it's you know, it, you know that when you're sitting there, you're five, five ping, you know, response time, and, and it's, it's all internal. Now they're going to move that league to a online system, and I don't know how they're going to do it. I'm not sure if they've explained how the LPL is going to gonna function, if they're actually just going to use Riot servers, which would be insane, but they're going to try to keep their league going online. That's which is that's that's crazy. But 
I'm glad to see that they're trying to figure out a way to do it because otherwise, how do you, it affects everything, right? The Chinese league doesn't finish their season, but the but everybody else does. And then worlds come like. You know, yeah. these are these are champions of they, these this are is, world. This is North America's leader. This is Cloud Nine's year. Woo! The Let's coronavirus is go. going to keep China out of success, and and hey, maybe it'll take down Korea as well when it comes to League I don't of think Legends. We should be rooting uh, for them please. to take down Ooh, nations. Yeah. I, I'm I'm Ooh. trying to help. I'm trying to help Cloud Nine out. I mean, I I, I like the you helping out Cloud Nine. I like that, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. I guess I guess you I guess you don't have what it takes to to be a winner. You can't be guess, cutthroat and ruthless. I guess not. But anyways, the LPL is going to be trying <laughs> trying to play their their rest of their season or not not currently their season online, and then maybe be able to adjust that. Uh, in addition to that, China um, has pulled Plague Inc. pulled from the app the Apple App Store in China. Um, because it includes content that is illegal in China. This is an app that has existed on the App Store in China for quite some time, considering this game has been out for years. But because of, and we, we covered this too, is that people have started flooding to this app, which is a video game, mind you, about the, the viruses spreading across the world. You know, that, that's the concept of the game. And because of it, create so many people, were, it became the number one app in China downloaded that China stepped in and said, ban it. So it's been removed from the app stores. That's the communist way. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, yeah. yeah uh, but the developer said, we've just been informed that Plague Inc. includes content that is illegal in China as determined by the Cyberspace Administration of China and has been removed <laughs> from the China app store, uh, says the game creator. Uh, the blog post announcing the game's removal. The situation is completely out of our control, they say. Must have been a picture of Winnie the Pooh in there somewhere. Yeah. So, so there's another another reaction to uh, a game a game that has been available in China for quite some time that is no longer available because of this virus scare uh, because they believe it's probably creating uh, chaos with amongst their people. So, uh, yeah, that is that is crazy. And finally, Nvidia has decided to not just not not, not cancel their event completely, but Nvidia, which uh, runs the GTC. Uh, event, which is just kind of like a, a you know, a, a show for themselves to kind of show the next, the next wave of technology they have coming out around their graphics cards and all their other products. Um, they canceled their physical event and will be holding an online only event uh, due to the coronavirus. If it so doesn't have finger snaps, it's not an online so, event. So they're going, they're going to the Nintendo Direct style here yeah. instead of their typical San Jose Convention Center. Uh, event that they would hold. So, you know, these are these are what we're starting to see. Obviously, the stuff well outside of our gaming industry or the tech industry. But we're you know we're a tech we're a tech podcast. We're we're a tech company. So we're just trying to focus on things that are affecting our industry. And we're seeing a ton of it. So you can only imagine what's happening with so many things around the world. From companies reporting that their employees are now being told to work from home, uh, work remotely. And, uh, you know, we're starting to see that, um, I don't want to call it, I mean, there's fear. There's definitely fear. There's definitely, like you said, you didn't go out and, and prepare for the apocalypse, but you also, you did go out and buy uh, some supplies. Yeah, I went out and bought some canned food because, you know, I told my wife, I was like, listen, 
hopefully it never comes to any of this point. But if there was a point where I'm like, you know what? I'd rather just stay in my house for two weeks. I want to make sure I have the things to just stay in my house for two weeks and not have to be like, well, we're running out of food or, you know, we don't have toilet paper or, you know, I didn't have any flu medicine, you know. So, yeah, I went ahead and took a little bit of precaution, didn't go crazy, but I mean, I bought some canned meat and some vegetables, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I mean, we have a a good amount of supplies in in the house where if we didn't want to leave, we wouldn't have to leave, you know, type deal. And we like to keep bottled water to a certain extent, but maybe this time instead of one pack, we end up buying two packs, you know, like yeah. just, just in case. But, um, yeah, I mean, it has to be something now that you think about, like when... I think about any of up you know any events that we've been planning. Um, this is this is part of the talk. Is like okay, well, what happens if what happens you know if the like we're making all these plans, we're we're investing resources into certain things to prepare for this event. It's not our event, so what happens when the event doesn't happen or whatever? We have to take these additional steps to be ready to shift yeah. and, and adjust. So. I'm I'm going to Italy in two and a half months, which is yeah, that's which a, is uh, currently uh, not a good idea because there's northern Italy has uh, quite a few cases. So I'm hoping this all blows over because I've already spent the money and I'm going even if I die. Yeah, no. I mean you'll just get cor- <laughs> you'll just get quarantined over there and never come home. That's all. I mean, hey, if I get quarantined in Italy, that might not be so bad. All right, they'll quarantine you somewhere you don't want to be though. Not in Italy. Oh they'll man, ship you Turkey? Else. I'm going to Turkey. Yeah. Oh. yeah now, probably. real quick, I've been following. Uh, you know, been watching following this on the news. I know this just this morning. Um, they had a doctor on, and um, he was basically saying that um, make sure you wash your hands. Wash um, your damn hands. Make sure. Um, and if you're going to use hand sanitizer, you know, keep that. You make sure it's sixty percent. Um, at least sixty percent alcohol. Uh, content mm-hmm. and um and they were saying the masks that people wear when when stuff like that happens don't do much but if you are like having like experience like symptoms like flu symptoms or whatever it does help uh help with that so if you're feeling those symptoms uh the mask does help or if you're going to be around someone if you're going to care for someone that um is sick or experiencing it, uh, like the symptoms or whatever uh put on the mask but if just like normal people everyday use um one it's not going to fit right fit properly and two it's not going to really protect you that's why you gotta get the full gas mask oh yeah hazmat suit yeah but no seriously the uh the whole like mouth mask like you know we work at a a japanese company and it it is it is common courtesy that if you are feeling ill you're the one wearing the mask Mm -hmm. like that's generally what ends up happening happens a lot at work you know there is there is people there are it does work the other way that if you want to wear a mask then go for it but um but at the same time if you're feeling ill and you're coughing and stuff it is it does help you as far as blocking what's going to be coming out of your mouth when you cough mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean it's only going to help you so much like and, and we'll see how things unfold i, I mean i'm i might jade jade my wife and i have uh we've talked about it she's like i kind of want to get a mask i'm like get one if it's gonna make you feel better yeah i don't care and if someone looks at you weird be like I'm just being careful because if I get sick and bring it home to my husband, he's probably going to die. Yeah. You know, that's the scary part for me is that I don't know if I'm that type, if I'm that person now because I have some medical issues, then if I'm that person is like, well, that's a death sentence. See, where I'm the guy who's like, I go to Italy and roll the dice. You might, I'll, right. I'll probably be fine. Like, right. of the, if you look at the 2% of fatality rate with this, it's like, I really don't think that's going to be me. Yeah. Where, but it's like, I wouldn't want to get off elderly family member sick right. or again you have pre-existing conditions yeah. i wouldn't want to get you sick right 
And I don't know. I might, I might be overreacting, but I'm being cautious, right? I don't want to be stupid about yeah, it. Yeah, but you have a right to be cautious because of your yeah. history and the people that are, um, you know, that are they're dying from this are are older, like in their like sure. I think we've been like 50s on up or, or like mid 40s, whatever on. But that's up, but typical had, with flu and yep. symptoms is that that it does generally, you know. And they're saying most people that um if we, like encounter it, like if they're you know healthy and everything, then only symptoms that you really feel would be like flu like symptoms. So yeah. yeah, it's 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 honestly it's a really gnarly flu. Uh, in my understanding, is the coronavirus, as it's being called, isn't necessarily new. There's a new strand of this that is that yeah. is nasty. You know, I, I we can't sit here and speak as if we're experts. Right, so right. It, you know, and we're not trying to propagate any right. like fear mongering. I, mean, I, mean, I can confirm that it was genetically created and purposely released, <laughs> and uh, in my bathwater, and and contr- yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I I did this. Um, but yeah, it I mean, is, it is literally the division. Yeah. This is what this is. <laughs> That's true. So yeah. yeah, we're not trying to feed into any sort of fear or worry or concern that anyone that's listening to this show has. But or we did, are we? Well, we did share the fact that we've like I, I legit I went out and bought some canned food. Like I'm at least like hey if. Uh, I I can aff- I'm gonna. It's not like I'm like, hey, let me buy a hazmat suit and all the stuff I'm never gonna need. Let's at the end of the day, if not, if the this never comes to the area I live in. Uh, cool, I got some canned food. You know what oh, I mean? Like, I'm still going to use all that. It's, it's not a bad investment. It's still the problem, though, that you also have to think about the fact that, like, who stocked that canned food? Should I grab this can? Like, it, like everything you That's think why I about, bought it now. I didn't you know, wait till it's here. Jade, Jade had Jade had the uh, had the shipped order show, show up right for for, and I'm like, I'm like, right, but what if that ship lady that got all of our groceries is infected? Now all of our food's infected. Like, <laughs> like that. That's how slippery slope you can get on. Where you're like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to go plant all of my own seeds in the backyard and grow my own food now. You know this is what my wife's waiting for. Like she's yeah, waiting to be yeah. an apocalyptic farmer. I, I know have, where I'm coming I have, fa- I have family time. members that live up in the UP that they literally um they have their own seeds that they've that they've like spawned generation after generation off of their own plants because they believe that the seeds that they would go out to buy say at like a like a normal store yeah. are like Bullshit. I, I can't. I can't. I don't even know what what this whole conspiracy theory is. But they don't trust anything, so they literally grow their own stuff, and then they and then they like repurpose all their own plants over and over and over again. Wow. I, I I think we'd have to consult uh, the Gamezilla Media personal yeah. plant expert yeah. that we have, aka my wife is a plant expert. But uh, you look at the stock and stuff. But they I have. think there's some merit behind like seed legacy and yeah. quality of seeds. There, there is, but for them, like again, they also have like just like. All of these resources, like in, underneath their house, type deal that's like stored there because they like for something like this. For the Upper like Peninsula, this. Michigan, that yeah. I might, I might, I might be bugging plus, out there if things got bad. Plus, they live in the middle of nowhere, so like they are that they are that location where it's like, okay, we got to get somewhere that the virus isn't. Like that's that's the destination. Yeah. Yeah. We got to get there. If we get there, we got two years of good living as long as we can make it there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no doubt. So. Yeah, I don't know. Again, we're not trying to propagate any sort of fear here, but uh, it is clearly having an effect on the gaming industry, and we'll be keeping an eye on it. Uh, you know, there there's also been talks of potential shortages for hardware and chips and things that are produced in China, and that stuff. That if if it happens, obviously we'll be talking about it. Yeah, on the I mean, show. Uh, good luck getting an Xbox Series X or PS5. It's never going to happen. Each store is going to get like three. Yeah, that's not. I, I hope that is not the case. PC parts, man. There's some legitimate DRAM, P- DRAM, and yeah. and S in um um solid state right now is almost impossible to get right now. Cell phone gamer, 
Uh, that's another thing that's super shortage. That's that's what's eating all the the supply that's left is is mobile phones because of the five G phones. Everybody's trying to get their five G phones ready, but now they can't. And because they can't, now they're talking about there's a there's a down um, uh, switch. Nintendo's already announced uh, shortages for the Switch. Mm-hmm. PS5 and Xbox Series X rumors have popped up already about production delays. And I mean, think about it. Everything uses. SD flash memory now. Everything has some form. Like, your our phones have RAM in it, for God's sakes. Like, everything does. That Our damn soundboard has RAM in it. But, I mean, yeah, it's crazy how it's... How, what it's all this stuff, it's affected. Everything is affected. It's nuts. All right, let's move into our last news topic here. We got a, uh, a new digital refund that, uh, you know, beats them all. It's the new king. Uh, so, GOG... Com, um is a familiar place where you can buy digital games. Is it? Not to me. Tell me. Have you bought a game on GOG.com? Yeah, GOG is a is a is a known like PC. It's a, you know, it's Steam. I mean it's not Steam, obviously, but it's it's like Steam. It's like Epic. It, it's been around. Man. So um yeah, you could buy all like it's not like weird like weird like third party like like games you've never heard of. Like they got the big games over there. Nah, if, if they don't have red alert, they ain't nothing. No, nope, they got Red Faction. Okay, that's good enough. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got Red Faction Gorilla. Uh, you got a game with red in the title. All right, I'll buy from you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, anyways, I'm an idiot. Digital game store GOG has updated the refund policy to offer refunds within 30 days of purchasing a game, regardless of whether you have downloaded and played it within that time frame. So previously, just so you know, there before they updated their policy, it was uh, purchase was final once you download your game. Uh, after which point, you could only get a refund if the game had technical issues. But they're they're starting a blanket thirty day uh, limit is a little over double what Valve and Epic Games offer for their respective stores. On both stores, you can get a refund within fourteen days of purchasing a game, so long as you have played the game less than two hours. In contrast, GOG's policy doesn't mention any hard limits on the amount of time you can play a game before requesting a refund. Uh, GOG says it reserves the right to refuse refunds on individual basis uh, pr- with a quote saying, please don't take advantage of our trust by asking for an unreasonable amount of games to be refunded. Um, and we're monitoring the effects of the current update to make sure no one is using this policy to hurt the developers that put their time and heart into making great games. <clears throat> There's also some technical specifics about how the refund policy works that are worth highlighting. For early access games, the 30-day li- uh, limit starts when you purchase the game. Uh, so during the early access. Uh, for But for pre-orders, the timer starts ticking once the game is released. You can refund your pre-order anytime, and then once the game releases, you still have that 30-day window. If you receive a game as a gift, then the person who originally purchased it will have to ask for the refund. Finally... Mm. Refunds can be deposited immediately into your GOG wallet, but GOG warns that they might take a couple of days if you want the cash deposited back into your bank account. You can take advantage of the new refund policy starting today by contacting the services customer support team at GOG. All right, that's the article, so let's get into this. Yes. 30 days, play the game as much as you want, refund available. How many people are going to beat a game and then refund the game? Well, well, I have a question. I have a question first before we get into that. Thirty days refund. Can you can you do that at a store? 
Not with a video game. Correct. Okay, okay. So there's already an advantage right there because game return policies have honestly been BS forever. If something, if something blows, you're usually hoed on the money you spent on it. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. I mean, we've talked about, like, my purchase of Brink, for example. It was like I literally put it in my system, and instantly I was like, oh, well... <laughs> there goes 60 bucks when i bought super burger time and, this, and, this. and had to message nintendo i was like this is terrible how is this even on your store where's the quality control nintendo ghost me yeah so i mean with physical product like you're saying at the store the second you broke that seal you yeah. knew it was like it was like this is mine now and you that, that's why that's why companies like gamestop did so well because that was your only that was your only outlet yeah. unless you were you know again unless you were savvy with early years of, of eBay and stuff. Um, but that was your outlet that you had to had to use. That was your false save. If you play if you got a home, a game sucked, then well, you're like, well I can go get part of my credit, you know, at a game. Unless stop. you had a sucker friend that lived at the end of your street named BMC <laughs> that would buy everything of yours, uh. you were screwed. I don't have any experience with that, but I'm just saying, you know, when you accident, when you buy a Japanese Dreamcast and you're told it'll play American games and then it doesn't, you gotta have that friend at the end of the street that'll buy your Japanese Dreamcast. Just saying. Thanks, BMC. You're a questionable friend. So, um, but you wanted it. You, but you you mentioned the differences between Epic Game Store and, and what they offer uh, on Steam when it comes to refunds. And like, I don't know. This is really exciting to me that I could return a game if it sucked. But you also brought up like how many people are going to try to abuse this. So yeah, I mean, you're going to get people that abuse it. But I think GOG is ahead of this in with the concept that um, they're going to tr- they're obviously tracking, right? So when you think of Amazon, for example, right? Because Amazon does this, you can return almost anything. I mean, pretty much, you can return whatever you want. But it, if you do it all the time, mm-hmm. all of a sudden your Prime membership might be gone. They literally will terminate everything and be like, "We don't want you as a customer anymore. You're bad for business for us." Amazon has a file on every single one of its customers. Yep. And if you're a customer that spends a lot, doesn't complain a lot, they're going to do anything they can do to make you happy. But if you're someone that returns every third thing you buy, yeah. they're, they're, they're going to charge you for those refunds. Yeah. They're going to be less helpful towards you. And I would imagine we're going to see the same thing here with GOG. They have to. If, if I spend $200 in software with them in a year and I buy this $12 game and it just it just isn't good. I, I put a couple hours into it. I'm not feeling it. Yeah, they're probably going to give me my money back, you know. But if I'm someone who is buying full price titles, playing them for 20 hours, Which and then requesting a re- and then requesting that refund multiple times, they they can say no. Yeah. It's their right to say no because you know the, there is it'll, a chance it could it could be abused easily. It'll be in the fine print that they're going to say per year, you know, X amount of returns is acceptable. Outside of that, your account is subject to be analyzed and determined if it will be, you know, discontinued uh, or, or whatever, banned from the store. So that way, you, whatever you've bought, you still can access because I don't think they can just strip you of that. But they they can literally IP block you from saying, cool, this IP can't buy games from us anymore. Bye-bye, you know? And so making a new account isn't going to fix that for you because it's an IP block. So that, like, that's the thing is that people will find, people will abuse it to an extent, 
but they'll find that perfect level where they can just fly under the radar just enough. A prime example of that, and still one reason why I believe it is gone, Gamers Club. The Best, Best Buy, Buy Gamers, Gamers Club, Club Every, was abused all the time. It's not gone for me. Every new game, it will you be just one got day, buddy. 20% off. It was dope. And you could buy three copies of a same of each game. So every time you bought one for 20% off, you could buy three of them, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't flag your account. And that information got spread around, and people realized that. So then all of a sudden it was like, you know, Dad would be like, can you buy me a copy of this? And Mickey would be like, can you buy me a copy of this? And then we all got Gamers Club, and then all of a sudden it was like, <laughs> we're buying copies and getting people $42, $60 games for 42 bucks all the time. I bought a lot more games when Gamers Club was a thing. Just I, saving yeah. that like 18 yeah. bucks, 12 bucks, whatever it was, it was great. Not only that, bucks. but then people would go in and just use my phone number. Like, they didn't even ask for ID. They'd be like, oh, put your Gamers Club number in. And someone would just be at Best Buy and be like, yeah, I'm just going to buy this for me. I, I know Grim hasn't bought three copies of it yet. And then they'd be like, hey, I used your, I used your uh, Gamers Club today. Wow. I, was, I was like, Okay, yeah, that's cool. Just don't get me in trouble, you know. Like, I'll take the point. That's that, like right. stuff like that. Is that you find that level of like you find where what the company is going to allow, and then you float underneath it, and it's still abuse. And the problem is, is that how does that affect the developer? Right? Is that if I play an indie game that takes ten hours to beat, does GOG really look at it and say, okay, this wasn't a hundred-hour video game. This was a ten-hour game. This person put ten hours in. I could probably look at their achievements, you know, and see that they completed the game and still refunded it. Should I allow that? You know, like, well, I wonder, I I wonder if they uh, offer the option of prorating. Like, hey, I bought this game. I did play it for 20 hours, but man, I'm just, I'm not going to play it again. Like, it's just, it ended up not being that good. Okay, well, we're going to give you a portion of your purchase back. Like, like, honestly, again, I'm so annoyed with how, Specifically, Nintendo has handled the couple complaints I've made to them by not at all responding to me. It does lower the risk of buying software on that platform. And to be honest with you, if I was a PC gamer and the game I wanted was the same price on Steam or on on uh, GOG or on Epic, I'd probably go buy it on GOG because yeah. because I I'm not incurring the same amount of risk and that is appealing and that can yeah. get more players on their their platform. For you and me, this is a we're, we both would be very excited, and I'd say for Miggy, we we all would be very excited about this policy, or we all should be excited about this policy. The concern comes into for me is that is that I'm not going to be the one that ruins it for all of us. Someone else is some greasy and then, scumbag, and then I'm going to be invested into a platform that I really haven't gravitated towards until this policy change. And that if this policy left, I probably wouldn't necessarily consider this my primary platform. I'd want to buy purchase from no particular reason. I just, I just wouldn't. I understand people like the convenience of having all their game, their whole game library, just on one platform. Yeah. But also, I'm annoyed by the laziness of PC gamers and go. Oh, to click a different launcher like shut up just yeah. click the other launcher and download your games there <laughs> quit being a nerd and just enjoy your refund policy fact yeah it's very true i don't know but uh for this topic and all the other topics we talked about let's keep the conversation going join the discord join the discord today if you're not here live in the chat you're listening to this on one of the popular podcast uh players then please go to gameslowmedia.com Click on that community tab, and you will find the Discord button right there. Talk with gamers from around the world every day for free. All right. 
I will make a couple other uh, pieces of uh, announcement pieces real quick. Oh, lay it on us. You want some announcement music? Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. Cool. I just like playing this whenever I can. It is <laughs> official. We will be attending. Again, short of the coronavirus affecting everything. We will be attending Victorthon in Ann Arbor, Michigan this year. Gamezilla Media will be co co-collaborating with CS Mott Children's Hospital as we build out a epic proportion when it comes to retro gaming, tournament gaming, and live streaming, podcasting, all happening in Ann Arbor, Michigan at Victorthon. This will be a giant uh, charity event that we'll be raising money to try to help out the hospital, and you will have many ways to interact with us from community streams like Grimlock the Dino, Owl Zero, Player One Miggy, that maybe and maybe Butterboy makes an appearance. Ooh. Who knows? Oh, the, the, uh, some there sort of appearance will be made. League, you know, yeah, so maybe sort. we get something going. But we're gonna have a really nice setup there. We got to do the walkthrough at the event. We've now had several meetings with everybody that's uh, that's been part of this event, and we are very excited to be able to uh, help out, uh, have a really good time. It's a 24-hour event, and we'll be trying to keep it live on Mixer the whole time, along with uh, you know anybody that's more local, you know then you'll you'll hear more about all the opportunities for even if you want to work a shift here with GZM and try to help us out as far as keeping everything going. We have uh, some exciting stuff like the um, gaming tournaments that are going to be run by the glitch. You know, one of the best, one of the best ter- local tournament runners. Uh, period. I, I don't. You can the, argue me all you the want. Premier. The He's premier. He's the premier. Yeah tournament runner so he's got in Michigan. some he's got some really cool ideas we got some really cool prizes for the people that are going to be participating and again we're going to have a we're going to have a lot of fun doing it so i just want to i'll bring more details out uh soon when we get closer to the event but we want to let you know it is uh, it is confirmed we have uh we have basically signed our names and dotted everything and we're we're in so we're bringing the bathwater. Yeah, we're very excited uh when is it sorry sasha it is march 28th to the 29th Happy, happy Metroid Monday. My palm might have hit that. It, it was a decent sound effect. I'm okay with it. So uh, that that is the uh, the big announcement I wanted to make. And like I said, we'll get more details in the Discord if you want to uh, you, you know you want to consider um, doing something with it. Mickey, are you trying to tell me something, or are you just messing with something? I'm a video guy doing video things. Sounds good. All right, moving on. <laughs> All right, the audio portion of the show. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's uh, let's get into it. Here is our Zilla update. Did I miss something? We I miss are going to discuss a topic that I think I need to get some background music to, yeah. to kick the because because we've been working discussion topics here in the Games of the Podcast. I forgot. And um, so I'm a bad co-host. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Well, let's eat this chip live on don't the air. Don't you do it? Yeah. Do it. Do it. Give don't him that crunch. Give him. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So I'm just gonna cue the <laughs> I'm just gonna cue the hype music back up. So earlier today, you know, we're in the group text. Player One Miggy grim myself like, all right, these are the new stories we're covering tonight for the show. What do we want to be our discussion topic? And I wanted to bring back up something that ended up being a discussion I had uh, with my wife and with uh, Testonomics on Saturday night. Uh, because I will admit for the first time in my entire life, I'm showing some favoritism to the to the world of Xbox. Yeah! I- 
<laughs> one of us. One of us. You know, one of us. Uh, I've been very vocal over the years that the Xbox 360 was a giant pile of garbage and a fraud, and they all broke. Uh, and the Xbox uh, brand has really turned things around with the one. Uh, so. The question, you know, my wife was surprised because she knows I, I've liked PlayStation for a while. Um, and sh the conversation kind of got to the point where it's like, you know, we need to figure out what would Sony need to do to convince me to buy the PlayStation 5? And that's what I, I brought up in our group text. Like, guys, let's very... talk about this thing because we don't we don't have all the details yet. There's still a lot of speculation and wonder and excitement over the PlayStation 5. What are they going to have to do? To convince me to make that purchase instead of going down the dark path of the Xbox. It's very easy. Sony, you just need to eat my entire ass. <laughs> what is your fascination with that? Yeah, it's just a line I like to use. I noticed. I don't think anybody will ever do it. So, I mean, like, for me, like, that, that seals hey, the deal. I don't, have, I don't have to buy a PS5 now. Hey, I mean, I guess if they're desperate enough, maybe they will. But, no, um, this was it. So, yeah, you brought up this topic, and I go, yeah, you know what? We can talk about this because I am... I'm somebody that usually jumps on the bandwagon for everything, right? I don't, like, I might joke around and I might say, like, I am very Xbox-oriented right now, but I still own a PS4. I still own multiple Nintendo Switches. I, I game on the PC. I have VR, even though I talk shit about VR. Like, I like to experience everything, and I like to have experience with it so that I can talk pro-cons. I can be negative towards it because I've used it. I can be positive towards it because I've used it. You know, like, that's, that's kind of my view on it. And so PlayStation 4, out the gate, was my choice. It was easy over Xbox One. Then it was a day one PS4. The Xbox One was going to happen at a later date. And I was very happy with my decision. As this generation has gone on, I've transitioned over to Xbox and I feel like my, I mean, I've moved my PS4 to the studio here and I don't miss it when I'm in my game room. Today, I, I was like, well, I kind of wish it was here only because yeah. today's the <laughs> it, last. It misses you. Today was the last day I could, um, Today is the last day that you can get your February free games because mm -hmm. the new ones kick March 3rd. So I was like, oh, I haven't downloaded that shitty VR game that I'm probably never going to boot up, but I should probably just purchase it anyway, you know, at least get locked in there. So if I ever want to download it, I can. But still, for me, um, Sony has to really, like, when this announcement hits, and there's a lot of rumors that it's this week. This week it might happen because there's a lot of these tweets popping up from Kojima Productions and... Um, Wait, sorry. Kojima Productions? Kojima Productions. Oh, God. Hey, 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 hey. Respect, respect the name of Kojima. And I forgot the developer's name, but the developer of Godfall, which is that new game yeah, we yeah. saw, the three-player you know, three co-op uh, slash looter or whatever. It looks sweet. Yeah, it looks really cool. Those two have both started to kind of hint around these big announcements that are coming up, like this week. So you could, and so people are starting to kind of revolve around like, oh, if Sony was to hold a, uh, an event right now, why wouldn't you have Kojima release like uh, the the rumor is a Silent Hills type game, which maybe brings you back to a Kojima fan, a Kojima fan, huh? I've huh? never played a Silent huh? Hill game. Huh? I don't like survival horror games. Yeah, but well, you like spooky shit. I can't. I don't keep. I don't keep it as spooky as I used to. Um, and and I don't then, ever keep it Kojima. So yeah. So there's a lot of speculation that the event might could because it, it was it's supposed to happen in March, is what people think, and. You know, obviously with Kojima kind of throwing some stuff around and, and the Godfall developer, people started to speculate. Anyways, they have to come out and they really have to, like, prove me wrong in the sense that, like, 
me as a gamer right now, I don't care about your exclusives. I really don't. I'm not a I'm not a Last of Us fan. I'm not a I'm not a Naughty Dog fan. Not because I think they suck. Obviously, they're very good games. Obviously, millions of people love the games. They're favorites of their like favorite game ever. Blah blah blah. It's just not me. And so, like Horizon Zero Dawn, I said is a game that I would be more interested in than The Last of Us Part Two, uh, or or a new Uncharted game or whatever. Right. So. And a God of War game would be interesting. But even God of War, a game that won Game of the Year, that was one of my favorite games, if you told me God of War 2 was a launch title, it's still... I still question if I'm day one. And that's that's surprising to me. And so, I don't know. The big thing that I think Sony... What I want to see Sony do is come out and pretty much jump on what I believe gaming what gaming is becoming and just join what Microsoft is doing and say our games are going to be playable on the PS5 on the PS4 on the, here we're bringing we're bringing X amount of games to the PC cuz we're seeing the original Horizon Zero Dawn go to PC we've heard rumors that other games are going to PC example MLB the show is going to PC so they're clearly thinking about it you need to just open it up a little bit your exclusives are still your exclusives. If I buy from Santa Monica Studios, you still get my money because you own Santa Monica Studios. To to tie me down and say you have to play it on the PS5, that's I, it. Actually, bugs me nowadays. Like that never used to bother me before. I'd be like, yeah, okay, Halo on Xbox, you know, um, um, Horizon Zero Dawn on on PS4, sure, like whatever. But nowadays, with with how everything is kind of opened up and play games with anyone anywhere. Like, even Call of Duty, for God's sakes, like, I can sit, jump on an Xbox and play with PC players, play with P- PlayStation players. Like, there's just no boundaries anymore. I don't like the walls anymore. Everyone else has torn the walls down, so I just don't want, that. like, you really start to feel like there's only one company that can get away with this, right? And that's Nintendo. Nintendo can still get away with it, and I'm completely okay with it for some reason. But they're the only ones that can get away with it, in my opinion. And even they're more down to play with others. They are. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's the reason Nintendo gets away with it. You're playing Splatoon. You're playing Mario Kart. You're not playing Call of Duty there. You can play Fortnite crossplay, but like these like big AAA games that you would want. You're not playing The Division 2 on your Switch. So that's why it doesn't bother that's you. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you're on your Switch. You play first party games and indie games mostly yeah. on on your switch. So, yeah, yeah you, you don't feel like you're missing out because you don't need to. The switch the switch is a specialty gaming device. And that's why they can get away with it. Yeah, you're right. Sony can't. Sony Sony's supposed to play with the big boys. Yeah. And I don't know. So I mean that that's that's kind of what I need to see from Sony is I have to see them open up. I have to see them open up and try to be what I would consider that that move to me would would be considered to the underground. It'd be PlayStation saying we're not gonna we're not gonna be. The underground was always like, and when I say the underground, like PlayStation Underground, okay, PS One era, when they were wait wait, wait I, I don't oh, actually this board doesn't have a voice changer to make you sound ninety like you sound. Oh, like, yeah, I yeah. remember the PlayStation <laughs> Underground. Yeah. They gave demo discs and magazines. Magazines were like websites printed on paper that got mailed to your house. Demo mail discs. mail was like email, but a person had to carry it in a truck and put it inside of your mailbox. A mailbox is a place where mail is kept outside your home before you bring it in. 
I agree with all that, but <laughs> what I mean by PlayStation Underground is that they broke rules and, and they brought games that weren't popular and, or that weren't, I should say, weren't going to be popular here in North America, and they did things that other people weren't. They were the developer's company? Yeah. Because Nintendo wasn't. Right. Sega had died at that point because Sega wasn't a developer's company. Yeah. Their stuff was too hard to make. PlayStation opened the doors for developers to make a system that was easy to make games yeah. for. It was cheap to produce games for. And then they came out and they tried to be as player friendly as possible. Yeah. That's not really the company we see anymore in some regards. So they need to they need to find that that feel again or they or even if they still have it they need to advertise it market it make people realize that who they are because we felt i felt for a while now that playstation kind of feels like too big too big for their too big for their their own good and you know even when they make a mistake they're like that eh, we don't care we're sony and i just i don't like that feeling anymore and i don't mean sony we don't care. We're PlayStation. Let's just let's just let's even break it down, filter it down even more. Is that like they they bombed their PS4 Pro presentation? The the VR the VR disaster as far as them trying to like market this thing. The Vita being a nightmare. Like it just to me it just it hasn't been a very clean ride recently. Their horrible E3 showing, which has led to two years of them not showing back up to E3. But you know, for me, that's my whole thing about. I don't. Uh, I don't feel as connected to PlayStation as I used to. Yeah. Where Xbox feels like they're, you know, we've talked about it for years, even before I kind of joined the Xbox army was, um, they're listening to their fan base. They're adjusting. They're trying new things. Oh, hey, you have an Xbox and you want to experience all these different beta versions, and everything, just join Xbox Insiders. Oh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna do all these things that let the the let the users give feedback so that we can take that feedback and actually pay attention to it. And you know, then on top of it, bring things out that we even questioned. We're like, game anywhere. What, what you have no exclusives anymore. That's dumb. Why do I even need to buy an Xbox? And to this day, we have people like. The other night, we're like playing Forza, and uh, I'm talking to a friend. They're like, "Yeah, I'm really excited for uh, for Xbox Series X and 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 these games." And I was like, "Oh yeah," and they're like, "Yeah," because um, I have a PC and Game Pass, and I don't have to buy an Xbox. So like, they're excited for next gen on the Xbox side, not and not because they're gonna buy an Xbox, but because that's where they're gonna get their software from, and that's what's that's what Microsoft wants. So for me. Sony needs to do something similar. They don't have to be exact, but if they do something similar like that, then then they have my attention at that point. If they try to continue to rope themselves off and be this exclusive little club, I'm kind of over it. I'm kind of tired of their little exclusive club where it's like play by our rules and, you know, and that's it. And what we say goes. And then let your random Fortnite third-party companies have open worlds, but we're not gonna. But we're gonna lock down everything else. And so I don't know. You know, Microsoft came out and, they, and they've told us more than Sony has. That doesn't mean anything. That next by next week we might sit here and be like, now we know more about PS5 than we know about Xbox. But the, right now I know that Phil Spencer took the stage and says, if you develop a game for Xbox. It will play on the one. It will play on Series X. It will it will down convert. It will up convert. It'll do all this stuff, and the developer really doesn't even have to do anything to make that happen. And me as a developer at that point goes, I'm listening. 
Because now I get to tap into your previous generation, your current generation, the PC world, which is which is gigantic, like all with minimal additional resources that I have to spend. Two words for you, I'm sold on PlayStation, and that's naughty God. Don't be saying that because Spidey's here in the chat. <laughs> I did that in honor of him. But no, seriously, <laughs> seriously, with the news that um that Microsoft uh you know uh let out that we can still play their next gen games, um, or that they're still gonna be making games uh for our current iteration for like at least two years. Um, I'm fine with the system that I have right now. I mean, even though I'm not as blessed as, you know, as as Grim over there with the with the with the X, you know, X gave you know, gave gave it to him. But um <laughs> X gave it to him. <laughs> so I'm 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 gonna be fine um hopefully experiencing the uh the next gen uh, greatness on Microsoft for another two years, which that gives me a chance to get the PlayStation 5 day one. I've been a PlayStation uh, gamer since the PS1 era. I was old enough to buy my own my own console. So it I'm going to buy the PlayStation 5 day one and then ride out the Xbox until I notice a performance, uh, you know, lag. And then hopefully that should give me at least a year. And then I'll buy the uh, the, the Xbox or the new Xbox. Um, so that, that, you know, for economical, instead of like worrying about buying it first, that's, I think that's, be the way that'll be the way that I'll get my PlayStation and have my Xbox at the same time. That's that's wise. I actually really like that approach to it. It's a good approach, like like you're saying. It's uh, you're you're using what Xbox is giving to us as an advantage to be able to be that game to be the type of gamers that we are. Where it's like I like to have all the platforms as options. I like to say, yeah, I could boot up a PS4 if I want to, but um, but at the same time. You make a very good point is that I have a computer rig right now that is completely capable of playing Xbox games for the next two years mm-hmm. where uh, I need a PS5. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, that's that's my whole. That is a good point. I like, I, I I like, like that. I like, I like that approach. Stance, yeah. I like that a lot. Now, for me, you know, the heart of the question, like we talked, like, what is Sony going to have to do to convince you to buy a PlayStation 5? And. Again, I, I'm not set one way or another because I I don't own an Xbox One, so I'm not in the infrastructure having committed, but I'm leaning that way. But what Sony could potentially do to pull me back is what Microsoft is doing to pull me in. Present value. I don't feel like I get a lot of value out of being a PlayStation Plus member. Yes. Uh, no, you don't. I, almost, <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you the last time I actually, like, actually played a PlayStation Plus game. Not just downloaded it and put 10 to 10 to 60 minutes into into it. I could not tell you the last time I was like, "Oh, this is a game that I was dying to play and I didn't and now I have it." It it, it just never happens. You know, like we've gotten Detroit Become Human, we're getting Shadow of the Colossus this month. I'm not saying there's not good titles, but not one time has one come out in like a timely enough manner or in a relevant way that I was excited to sit down and play it. So I'm I don't feel like I'm getting value out of my PlayStation Plus membership. Um and in in comparison to something like yes, I know Game Pass is an additional charge in mo- most of the time on top of games, you know, uh, on top of gold. Unless you but, buy, if you buy Ultimate, you just get it all. Yeah, but there's a bundle. There's there's deals. There's prices, yeah. so you can get that value. But you look at what Game Pass offers, and it's a wonderful, wonderful deal. It really is. Where I've never once even considered PlayStation now. 
Not one time have I thought, well, let me see what PlayStation Now has to offer because I don't feel like I'm even getting a good enough experience with my base PlayStation membership. Right. So Sony would absolutely need to come out and and show me uh, a little more spelled out, hey, what what am I going to get? What sort of value? How how is my ten bucks a month or whatever I actually spend on PlayStation Plus? Like, what are you going to give me for that money that is superior? You know, is competitive with what Microsoft is offering for roughly fifteen bucks a month. Yeah, that, and that's that's a good point too. Is that is the value, which I think is kind of what I said with them opening up. I think will equal value. The other thing that I just realized I wanted to say about it is you have to be able to. Um, the thing I love about Xbox doesn't matter what ga- what gaming is for the most part. If I go and say we, I'm playing Forza, Forza Horizon Four. I'm playing it. I'm having fun on my Xbox. I go to work. I grab my controller. I throw. I fire up X Cloud. It pulls my save over. I pick right back up where I left off. I'm playing Forza there. Pop that off. Go to my PC because I have the ultra wide screen. Launch Forza. All my stuff's there. I love the idea that if I invest myself into a game, my progression is moving around very easily, and it doesn't necessarily even have to be Fortnite. Like, Fortnite does it very well. They were the first ones really to start breaking these walls down. I thank them for pushing that envelope. But now I'm watching, now I'm doing it with Forza. Now I'm doing it with Gears. Now I'm doing it with Halo. Now I'm doing it, what did I do? I'm just rambling off all first-party games. So PlayStation, if you're going to have your first-party games... I want to be able to play them in more places than just my PS5. Yeah. And and that's what's key to me is that like I think about Apex Legends for an example, right? Apex Legends I I've enjoyed and I've put a lot I put a lot of time on it on the PlayStation. Had thousands of kills and hundreds of levels and all this stuff. I really was put a lot of time into it. Then we moved to Xbox and we were like, let's play some Apex and I fired up Apex, I had to start over at zero. That's annoying. Uh Rocket League. Rocket League is another one I feel like they need to fix that. Oh, yeah. I feel like so much of my stuff is tied to my PlayStation where I'd love to integrate it on Switch. Mine's all tied to my Switch. I went to go, I downloaded it from the Game Pass on the Xbox, and the game looks so beautiful, right? Like, I forgot how beautiful this game can look on a high-def situation, and here I am at level zero with none of my stuff. Like, I can't have my C9 Octane car. I can't, I don't have any, like, and I'm just like, this is the stuff that I hate. And I mean, I just gave a couple examples of of problems that fall outside of PlayStation. But if PlayStation took care of that themselves for things and cleaned themselves up in that way, where, like, I could get into Horizon Zero Dawn 2, play it, play on, you know, right now, and then uh, grab grab a controller and a phone and, and fire up PlayStation Now at work and keep playing... Um, that would be, that would be really, really cool. Yeah, no doubt. You know, we knew when they announced it for Microsoft, the 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 game anywhere, play anywhere, whatever it's called, is a is a nice um, is a nice thing. I you know I I can we knew right away that that was going to be something that could catch on, and that's what you're saying. Being able to play your Xbox games, you know, the the file all easily transferred is great. We'd love, if if Sony's really going to dabble in this world of PC, it doesn't matter to me, I'm, I don't play PC games, but if I did want to someday, it gives me the option. That, w- that would be nice. Um, I guess the outside of better value... Um, I, I and, and also that we talked about last week the controller might be really expensive. Like I I, I want to yeah, see we, there was I want to see practical applications to the money I'm spending, but I am really interested to see what the backwards compatibility is going to be like and if there isn't backwards compatibility, ch- count me out. 
if there's no backwards compatibility, it's a straight up no deal. Not not that backwards compatibility would enough be enough to get me to buy, but if it's not there, if I can't take a PlayStation 4 game, plug it into my PlayStation 5 and and play and enjoy it, or the downloaded games I have, if that library doesn't integrate and transfer over, count me out, man. I'm tired. I'm tired of that. I get it with Nintendo. The media changes. The media is not changing here. The PlayStation 5 is going to have an optical drive. So there's no reason not to. So if, if that's not there, I'm out. Yeah, I mean, the backwards compatibility has to be, like, I know everyone's sitting here claiming that GameStop leaked it, but, like, do we believe anything GameStop does anymore? Like, you got to be careful there because GameStop doesn't doesn't have the pull that they used to. So just because they put a graphic up that shows backwards compatibility, it, it literally says backwards compatibility with PS4. If that's the case and it's only PS4, I have a problem again. I we, want we PS3 backwards compatibility PS3, as well. PS3, PS2, PS1. I want it all the way back. Microsoft is doing it. You need to do it. If you are so much better than Xbox, if you won this generation by double the number or whatever you think you did, like you have to be able to 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 match that. I want to play Shamu SeaWorld Adventure on a PlayStation 5. I don't know, but there's definitely some <laughs> PS2 games I would pull off my no, shelf no. and throw them into a PS5 if that was the case. Right. Is it Time Splitters? It's, yeah, I have Time, time Splitters on time PS2. Splitters is a lot of fun, but I'm just saying, like Xbox is over here saying, yeah, grab a grab an Xbox One game, throw it in in the Xbox Series X, and it will upconvert day one as long as it's on the compatibility list, yeah. which is the same list that we have now. So it's not like a new list that we have to wait for it to grow out. Nintendo, it's the original. It's the original compatibility list, just reused and and continued to be grown. And so my whole thing is like, if I can go grab a game like Knights of the Old Republic, and I could throw it in, and and it gets a 4K upconvert. Not saying it's going to look amazing, but a 4K upconvert of an Xbox One original game, it's probably going to do some amazing things to the the, the lighting, which we've always had. We've we've mm-hmm. sit there and reported over and over again the darkness issues that we had with that generation, and so you know it's stuff like that that I'm like, wow, Microsoft's already come out and confirmed that. Sony, you have to match. You have to match, and I don't, I don't know how you beat it, but you have to match. You have to match. It has to be there. Yeah, I mean, and that I think that's that's it. That's how you get me to buy a PS5. Is you, like your exclusives do matter. I won't lie. There's Spider Man. Ex- you left out yeah, Spider Man earlier. Did. I that's did. the big one I think for you because yeah. it's the big one for me. I haven't played a ton of like exclusives this generation, yeah. but Spider Man's the one that that's kick ass, man. Yeah, I love the, that game. The three I care about: Spider Man, God of War, and Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Those are the three. I can't. I off the top of my head, I can't think of another one that's like super important to me and so with that being said those those are important but at the same time opening up your environment creating value uh and and just allowing me to access the content that i want to play on your in your environment in multiple places yeah so we want to know uh getting the sony channel in our discord uh, and uh, let us know what it's going to take for Sony to convince you that their new uh, new system is going to be worth buying. And and we anticipate, we are excited for the announcement of the PlayStation 5, and we are the type of gaming fans that really want the PlayStation 5 to be amazing. I want them to announce the system, and it blow my mind, and me feel like I need to own it. I don't think it's going to happen, but 
we're we're excited for it, and uh, we'll have the coverage for you here on the Games of the Podcast. Uh, always check our socials, get in our Discord, and if there is an announcement this week, if there is an announcement uh, this month, you know that we will be on it, and we will be excited to talk about it uh, one way or another. And, uh, and there's still hope for me. Uh, the evil emperor of the Xbox has not turned this young PlayStation player yet. Oh, yeah. He's it's, saying it's join me and, and rule the, the Xbox Galaxy. It, it, it's but. happening, though. I mean, like, if I hand you an Xbox Series X, you don't have to buy a PS5. I mean, you're you right. You wouldn't buy a PS5 anyways. You didn't buy a PS4. You, you know, didn't buy a PS3. I will at least say. You haven't bought a PlayStation to PS2, and you bought the PS2 at a garage sale. First off, no, you didn't even buy the PS2. It was a part you acquired it through marriage. Uh, yes. So, uh, whoa, whoa, wait a second, wait a second. Have you bought a PS1 or was that like a family item? It was, my my middle school best friend gave me it when he bought a PS2. You never bought a PlayStation <laughs> system. I primary, bought a primary v- primary okay. console. Primary. I bought a Vita for forty bucks. But <laughs> <laughs> get out of here. Yeah, but no, if I didn't realize game's that. Not Three dollars. I'm not buying it. My name's Butterboy. I was given a. PlayStation 1 where the memory card drive didn't work. Uh, I acquired my PlayStation 2 through marrying my wife. I bought another PlayStation 2 at a garage sale for $4. Grim gave me a PS3. <laughs> Grim and uh, the GameZilla community gave me a PS4. The difference is I'm not as poor as I was at any of those previous stages in my life. I technically, other, other stages, I maybe couldn't actually buy some of those things. I technically could probably, if my wife approved, buy a PlayStation. 5. Well, yeah, at this day, at this point <laughs> of our lives, if we wanted to, if we want to buy something, we pretty much can. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, with the PS3, you, I could, I literally would not have afforded you that. You started this whole conversation with, well, for the first time ever in my life, I'm considered <laughs> getting an Xbox over a PlayStation. Uh, oh wait, wait, wait! <laughs> and uh, you're not even buying the Xbox; you're getting that gifted to you. It's like, for the first allegedly, time ever, allegedly, I've decided to accept a gift <laughs> in an <laughs> Xbox form instead of a PlayStation form. Uh, so you didn't mention how I got my original Xbox. In 2009, Grim owed me like 30 bucks, and he's like, you want just this like Xbox that doesn't have any of the cables or controllers? I'm like, yeah, I'll just take it. <laughs> and then yep. I went out and bought the cables at GameStop, and I went and bought a bunch of cheap games, and that was my dorm room system. Yep, yep. Uh, so. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, all right, well, I guess I'm not buying a PlayStation 5. <laughs> My track record does not prove that I and would. And, and there you have it, folks. This is how I work. This is how I work. Gaming moments God, of the I, week. I, I Zilla updates. I didn't even realize we haven't done this yet. Yeah, it's we're getting we're getting deep in the show. We got to keep these quick. We got to keep these. I'll start. Okay. And uh, let's 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 make this happen. You hear that, Mickey? Keep them quick, okay? Keep them quick. I play games. Done. They're done. <laughs> He's done. All right. I was gifted the funds. God damn it. You see what I'm saying to you guys? Jesus. Uh, you guys are just enablers. I was gifted the fun by funds by our man Sci-Fi AJ, a.k.a. Bax, to uh, purchase all of the Doom games that are on sale on the Switch. Doom 1 for $1.50, Doom 2 for $1.50, and Doom 3 for $3. So Bax hit me with like 7 bucks and said, you a Doom guy. So my gaming moment of the week was going back to Doom 1 and just playing it because Doom, the original Doom is one of my very favorite games from my childhood. So I, I couldn't tell you the last time I just played Doom. So getting back into that, I was like, 
I love this game. I, I, I love it the same way I loved it when I was a kid. It honestly has aged really well. It still is fun to play. I, I honestly thought it was going to be a little painful, like going back to like that super old school, one of the original uh, first person shooters. It wasn't. Doom is still really fun to play. Uh, you know, a game from 1993, it's 27 years old now, and it, it took me right back down the nostalgia train, and I'm going to keep playing Doom. I, I was really happy that I spent a bunch of my time this week playing Doom. Nice. Miggy, uh, were you for real, or did you uh, you have a moment? Um, it'll be it'll be real quick because yeah. you guys are gonna get your boy with me already. Um, <laughs> but game moment of the week, I uh, started playing another mobile game. Um, called thank you. Uh, called Dragon Raja. Um, it happened to drop on my birthday. Um, but like it's it's amazing. Every time I play a game, uh, I look at the graphics and I like amazed at how good it looks. This game is amazing. Um, the graphics, the, the lighting, and I, I can't believe it can't distinguish between the cutscene and the actual gameplay. Um, but it, it, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, and I was talking to our boy, uh, Sashin, um, AKA EA Spuds, um, about this game. And he was telling me that this is based um, on a Korean um, fairy tale or a Korean uh, like story or whatnot. So I'm, I'm interested to dive into that. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, another mobile game, surprise. So, uh, I'm actually just seeing this in the in the mixer chat here with from Stevo. Gaming moment of my of the week is it, this is like a negative moment I guess because oh. <laughs> it's my gaming moment of the week. I I played Forza, I had fun. I played League of Legends, I had fun, but nothing like epic like happened where like it stuck out as a so a single point. But something did. I was watching Stevo play Sea of Thieves with a couple of with a couple of his friends. No, 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 this is fine. <laughs> I think this uplift music is the only thing that keeps this from being like, holy shit. So I was watching him. I, I sent him a host, right? And I'm like, I'm gonna go to bed. And then I realized something was happening in his game that I had never seen before. So there's these things called Reaper chests that you that pop up in in the game now that are very valuable chests. But this one, there was a second Reaper chest right next to it that was gold, and Stevo had never seen one. And obviously, I don't play the game much. I've never seen one. They decided as a three-man team they are going to go for it. They are going to go for this chest, and this journey started, and it was so entertaining because he had two people that were relatively new to Sea of Thieves, so he's trying to, like, captain and, and get these two guys to stay on, on track to get to these chests and then get them on the ship and then get back. What I didn't know is that Reaper chests, because they're so valuable, is that when you put them on your boat, the icons move on the map, and everybody in that sea sees those icons moving. Yeah. So they got this whole plan. They're just flying towards... You, you can only take Reaper Chest to one island. They're flying towards this outpost. They're getting ready. They're talking how the ship's not going to stop. The two of them are going to pick up the two chests. One of them is going to stay on the boat. They jump off into the water, and they run on the island. And I'm like, I'm like hyped as shit. I'm like, oh my god, this is going to happen. Like, they, they, they got... They outran, like, two other ships. They were chasing them the entire time back. Nice. They outran a Megalodon. They had all sorts... It's not possible. They Game's had, fake. They had all sorts of problems that they fought through, okay? They fought through all these problems. And then... They they get to the island. They jump off into the water. They swim. They're on the island. I'm like, this is going to happen. Then I'm watching Steve-O. He's running. He's running. I see this red tent. I'm like, oh, he's got to run around the tent. He runs to the edge of the tent. I see the person he needs to talk to. He turns. Kaboom! He's dead. And I'm like, 
is that what happens? Like you get to that lady and then like it just everything explodes. <laughs> That's like, supposed to like I, is that what's supposed to happen? <laughs> and I'm like in shock. I'm not playing the game and I'm like, what? Wait, what? What? What's going on? I'm watching Steve on his face is just kind of blank. It's just blank. Like it's almost like he just, nothing registered. Uh, he broke for a second <laughs> and he's just like rebooting. Oh my god, that sucked. And then like his buddy's like, yeah, tell me about it. I got to watch you blow up and then someone came and knifed me in the back and then as I'm dying, I watched them both pick up both the chests oh. and sell them. Someone staged oh. TNT bombs inside the tent and then hid with sniper rifles and waited for them to get right to the tent, blew everything up, murdered them both, took up the picked up the chest, walked two steps and sold it. Man, that's pirate. That is that's the what, most That's what Steve-O said. Man. It is like the epic pirate move. I said yeah. it pissed me off so much. I'm, again, I'm not playing this game. I'm just watching. I was so mad. I debated uninstalling Sea of Thieves <laughs> on my Xbox. I was like, I'm never playing that game again. That can never happen to me. I will break everything in my game room if it does. Now, I don't know if you noticed, but I had this weird <laughs> gasp and awkward <laughs> moment of shock while you were telling this story because I just realized. I just heard that C9 got their victory 12 and 0, baby. I just realized that if I go to the dark side, I get to play Sea of Thieves, which is the only game I've ever felt like I was missing out on by not being an Xbox player. Yeah, no, because absolutely. Because I love, I love Pirates. Ark. Yeah, you'd love the game. You'd love the game. You can, you can play Ark on PS4. Yeah, I mean with us. Oh, gotcha, yeah. He doesn't care about us. Yeah, he doesn't, yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, 2020 I'm, is a new year. I'm new a new year. guy. New year, new I'm guy. a new guy. I've been yeah, playing the Division Online. You're right, you're right. He's there, multiplayer. Yeah, right I've played more multiplayer online gaming in 2020, which is just now th in the third month as I did the entire year last so, year. So just to close my story off, uh, every time that Miggy and I see Steve-O in a chat or streaming, we now basically say, Steve, I'm sorry, man. Man, sorry. I'm sorry, sorry man. That, sorry. that game did you wrong. That game did you wrong. <laughs> Pirate's so, life for you, man. Whew, I Pump couldn't throw. believe it. That was my... <laughs> That was my, I don't want to call it highlight moment of the week, but that was my gaming moment of the week. I, I literally watched it. And I was like, I I had to go watch an episode of The Office after because I, I couldn't go to bed. I was upset. I was upset. Was it more traumatic than watching The Black Mirror? Yeah. It, I was really upset. But yeah, anyways, it uh, that was my gaming moment of the week. What is your gaming moment of the week? Let us know in the Discord. Steve says, I was hurt, but also oh. impressed by it. Steve, oh man. Yeah. I believe the, uh, I believe the following night, Steve decided, I don't know if he actually did it, but he was talking about trying to do that to someone else now. And I was like, no, Steve, oh, don't. Yes. Don't do it. Yes. Don't feed into it. That is pirate, man. It's a pirate game. It's, oh, you're not playing cooking, man. mama. You're when, playing a pirate when game. When you watch what these what these three went through to get those chests, and then they just get just stolen from them like that, I'm like, no, no, it's heartbreaking. No, <laughs> the sniper shot my soul left my body. Yeah, yeah oh, literally. Steve your soul left your body, and something probably left your bowels. Oh, God, I just oh. just think about it upsets me still. Anyways. Guys, that's our gaming moments of the week. Uh, you know what Steve's gaming moment of the week is as well. But let us know other gaming moments of the week in the Discord. 
All right. Well, we're going to wrap this up. This has been a wonderful. Hold on. You got those photos ready? 300 seconds. We got to make this quick. This is a long show. Yeah, it's long real show. quick because this is you, me, and, and Miggy, and Owl. We're Whoa. all involved in this. We, we're all involved in this photo. Wait, wait, wait. We got some, we got some more goods from Ghost. Is Ghost that what, Walker got the Ghost is here. Ghost always got the treats. Always showing the Ooh, treats. These are clean. These are our Power Rangers what? skins oh. to go with our rings. Wait a minute. Guys. Am I the Black Ranger? Man, you get to pick. Nice. Yeah. Here we go. You ready? Let's send it over. Ghost Walker doing clean. up some new cars Zords. for us. Uh, these are sexy. the uh, the PWR PWR group here that we got invited to. Um, thanks to Ghost and his crew. Uh, these are some of the skins that get issued out only to PWR members. <laughs> so let's go ahead and click that over. Let's show that top down top down view. These are oh, beautiful. Oh my man. goodness! Super I did, clean. I did get to see one of these in in the game when I was hanging out with them one night, uh, and it is. They're 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 fire, man. They're amazing. Uh, you don't get the you don't get the true uh, experience of them, but the colors are like metallic. So it really, as the light hits it, it really does some wild stuff. So again, once you get your Xbox, you also get to experience this type yeah, of stuff. That'll be a Forza boy rolling with the cool kids. That's man. right. Anyways, Ghost Walker, as always, thank you so much for the, the support. If you are playing Forza and you're looking for some designs, some just some any type of Forza just tips or anything. Thing. I'm telling you, Ghostwalker does some amazing work. Reach out to him, Ghostwalker2552. You, you, you can ask him for help. You can ask him for a design. You can join his car shows. He does all sorts of stuff on Forza. So uh, show him some love. We are uh, super grateful Ooh. for all the love he shows us. It's amazing. Nice. Right. He does say in the chat that he's got some big oh, news oh. for GameZilla oh. as well. Cool. We'll have to hit that in the post show. Yeah, you keep that. You keep that. Uh, send. Are you gonna send it my way? You want to send it privately? You're gonna throw it up in that chat. Your call, man. You do what you do. You. But go ahead and uh, ramble off the uh, the tail end of the show. All right. We want to thank all of our patrons once again. Patreon.com/slash/gamezillamedia. Go there. Start your patronage uh, today at just one dollar per month. Again, don't forget five dollar. Per month, that is the exclusive content level. You get access to GameZilla shows that aren't available anywhere else. And again, special offer, $25 a month, four months in a row. I'll find a way to mail you some Butterboy bathwater. <laughs> it is perfect for the Easter season coming <laughs> up. <laughs> I guess four months, you probably, you'll have missed Easter by then. Uh, but don't forget, if you go to GameZillaMedia.com, you will see all of the awesome shows that we put on uh, as GameZilla Media. That includes the Legend of Retro podcast, all things retro gaming, Last Action podcast, action movies, Noobs and Dragons, Tabletop Gaming, Dungeons and Dragons, and the Noiseland Arcade Simpsons podcast. All of our shows are kick ass, and we want you to enjoy them with your ears. Go to GameZillaMedia.com or download them. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, we're everywhere you listen to podcasts. So make sure you go and listen to them. Thank you so much for hanging out for episode 302 of the Games of the Podcast. That's right. All right, everybody. This has been your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game, game on. on.